There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Puma Podcast. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ong, disinformation researcher. I'm Kat Ventura. You're tuned in to part two of our episode with Sas Sasot. This is Catch Me If You Can by Puma Podcast. So, I guess you elaborating on your own critiques of Duterte's policies, but you're kind of painting a picture that a Duterte supporter can actually have critical positions with some of his policies that would be against certain policies, but favorable still, or would identify still as a Duterte supporter. So, ganun din ba sa tingin mo ang mga kakamping when it comes to their own political leanings? Yeah, my own take here is parang we often have a, a misconception of the other side as being fully into celebrating the politician of their choice. Na, but they could actually have very nuanced positions about their political camp. Well, ako, alam po naman na may nuance doon sa kakamping. No? Because kakamping is a coalition of different political groups then. Diba? Can you imagine for the first time, Akbayan and Makabayan endorsed the same candidate, <laughs> which didn't happen in the past. And these two groups had, they have a really, really bitter rivalry in, in the left movement. Left in fighting has a long history, yeah. Yes, meron, meron talaga yan silang long history. Mas, mas grabe nga yung bardagula na mga yan, dalagpipisikalan talaga yan. And luckily, wala pa tayong pisikala, no? Tayo, tayo. <laughs> Online bardagol. Pero ngayon, uh, oo, ang right ngayon, nag-aaway-aaway na din. And mukhang nasa sentro ka nun ngayon, Sas. Well, alam mo, this is not something new to me, ano, John, no? Even Duterte's time. And we all know that in every politics, there, there are always extremists. You know, na, kahit, you know, Lenny has extremists. BBM has extremists, Duterte has extremists, pero there are also moderate supporters. I have a lot of kakamping friends, and we talk like casually on a lot of things na sila mismo natatawa, for example, sinasabi nila, but they still voted for Lenny. Pero hindi sila nagiging public about whatever they disagree with with Lenny because of yung grabe yung susugodin ka ng extremists. No. I think the difference right now, John, it's easier now for extremists to actually harass people who have either opposite view or even the moderates. I think that's the difference right now. Kasi before, kung magsalita ka, paano ka naman nila hanapin, di ba? Di ba? Na, you, you, we can just live in peace, you know, during before before social media. Na kahit you know, sa, sa mga kaibigan mo lang ikaw magsasabi ng iyong views kahit against dun sa sinusuportahan mo. Pero the extremists wouldn't hear it, di ba? Pero ngayon kasi, 
you know, the extremists would hear everything that you say. I think that's our problem right now, you know, the extremist factions of anyone. You know, even BBM, Duterte, um, Lenny, whoever. At ang nangyayari kasi, you know, the, the people who are actually more, who, who can actually have a conversation are the moderates. Kasi nga, hindi naman sila, ano, you know, hindi naman nila binigay ang kanilang utak on a silver platter in support of a politician. And I think the moderates have a more realistic understanding of politicians as politicians. No, and I would like the persons to, to believe that I am one of those moderates. Cause I have, I have criticized Duterte several times and I was attacked as well, you know, by Duterte extremists. And even now, you know, every time that I disagree with something that William said, or even Duterte. Yeah. So I don't see you as the most extreme voice, um, in the Duterte camp, although you are often lumped along with Mocha, along with RJ, as the three mega-influencers. Are you comfortable being lumped among all of them? My perception is that the most extreme voices. You're definitely the loudest voices on social media. But would you say that these are the extremist voices? I think Mocha would be an extremist because Mocha was, is part of the government, was part of the Duterte government. What do you expect Mocha to do? <laughs> But simply to repeat, hindi ka naman pwede mag-work ng government at kukontahin mo. Eh. Kailangan mo mag-resign. And this is true for every government, even the government, Gloria, anyone. If you are in the government, you cannot, you cannot be so public about your opposition about the government. Kasi nga, di ba, you know, you are, you are expected to continue the government policy line. Di ba? Siya yun. Um, RJ, RJ has a more nuanced view as well of the, the third administration. I think kasi there, there seems to be a conflation between being an extremist and being popular on social media. Diba? Well, siguro modesty aside na I had some popularity during that time. But doesn't mean na I am a Duterte extremist. Kasi hindi naman lahat ng policy with Duterte eh, sinangayunan ko. Not everyone, even Bato, I criticize si Minura ko pa nga si Bato sa page ko. It was during the middle of Fresh pa yung Dragwar na, I think it was October or November, sabi ko. Kasi Bato, I don't know if, if you guys remembered na laban ni Pacquiao, nag-attend si Bato. Sabi ko, napaka-insensitive naman. Inano ko siya, bakit ka nang dyan? Diba? Ginanong-ginanong ko siya. And, you know, I was I was lambasted. You know, um, there were extremist Duterte supporters who wanted Duterte to declare a revolutionary government. Yun sila. You know? And I said no. And I was like, Mocha was part of the government. I think Mocha is more like someone who you wouldn't hear criticize the Duterte government at all. You know? And RJ is a more nuanced approach. In, siguro compared between me and RJ, si RJ siguro yung mas magaling maglaro sa politika. So my follow-up question, Akojen, uh, since you're distancing yourself from the most extreme positions, most extreme influencers with Duterte, that it's important to have nuance na iba-iba naman yung mga supporters ni Duterte. But you're cooperating with RJ, with Mocha. I cite here a 2009 BuzzFeed article ni Davy Alba. Davy Alba interviewed you. And you were quoted as saying that you have a chat group 
um, among the three of you. And one of the egregious examples cited in this news report is parang you were attributing the provenance of a photograph of a drug war victim. You attributed that to a Mexican drug cartel rather than in spite of the corpse having a handwritten note naming Duterte. Yun yung sabi sa BuzzFeed article. So don't you think that it is still complicit for you to be part of a chat group with people who are yeah, cited to be responsible for extremist views? You know, I think I disagree with Davy Alba article. I don't know if you're friends with Davy Alba, but Davy Alba committed a really... I'm hesitant to do this because of what Davy Alba do, did to me. When Davy Alba proposed an interview, ang sinabi niya sa akin, I would like to interview you about the democratization social media. That's how she offered it to me. And then I was like being open and candid about these things. That's how it... And then when I read it, sabi ko, this is not what we talked about. You know, and even wrote BuzzFeed. And BuzzFeed... Never gave me an opportunity. They sabi niya, oh, we stand by, sabi ko, they stand by what Davy Alba wrote. Sabi ko, no, but this is what she told me that what her article is going to be about. Bakit biglang ganito na yung, ano, asan nandito yung about democratization, about social media? For, kasi nga, I wrote before sa page ko about, you know, what's going on in the Philippines, the democratization of sources of information, you know, and, and how it is affecting traditional um, media. And then hindi hindi yon so nagalit talaga ako and about yung sa Mexican drug cartel I think iba ang hilig hilig ng for example quote unquote fact checkers maglagay na out of context without context iba yun yung kanila mo and I think that's out of context what I did there is do a comparative study I wrote a comparative study of what happened in Mexico and what was happening in the Philippines during the drug war. And, and sinasabi ko noon, pareho ng method, okay, na binabalot, ganyan. And I even cited all the anthropological studies na pinagbasihan ko nung sinabi ko. And ayun yun. I didn't say that this happened in Mexico. I'm saying na this also happened in Mexico. At meron tawag doon, doon sa process na yun. And sa Mexico, it was associated with the drug cartels. So pakasabi ko, maybe what's going on right now in the Philippines is actually violence unleashed by the drug syndicates, just like in Mexico. That's how I wrote about it. Even Teddy Luxin, you know, he wasn't yet a DFA noon. He even endorsed it kasi nga, yung pagkakasulat ko, kasi nobody knew that it was hap- it happened in Mexico. Hey, ako, I was like researching and I have access to a lot of journals during that time because nag-aaral pa ako. And then, and tinignan ko, ano man nangyari nun sa drug war sa Mexico. And then, true enough, ganun din. You know, the messaging, etc. And then, even academics in the Philippines asked me, nabigay ko sa kanila yung mga journal articles. And I actually did. Kasi nga, they would like to understand what's going on. You know, whether you believe it or not, there are actually a lot of academics who, who were pro-Duterte. And Sa akin na lang sila nagre-rely, no? They give me information and ako na lang yung mag-aano dyan. Siguro sa aming lahat, ako ng pinakamalakas ang loob na magsalita. Because, you know, during the time, if you if you're pro Duterte, your academic career will be over. Yeah. Pero ano rin, no, Sas? You're distancing yourself now, but did you distance yourself then? Did you? Parang na hindi ka ganun kasama Dis- sa extremists. I'm just curious. Well, I actually... 
everything that I'm saying right now are the same things that I was saying before. So there's no difference. I said everything before in that way. Of course, I am you're going to root for the person that you still believe approximate all the values that, that you do have. And that's what, what I'm doing. And the thing there is that I have braved through a lot during the Duterte administration because I was contending against the supporter, the, the anti-Dutertes and the broad Dutertes at the same time. Because the, the anti-Dutertes see me as this extremist whatever of Duterte because I was one of the top bloggers then who are supporters of uh, Duterte. Of course, sino titirahin mo? Of course, ang iisipin mo na representative ng extremist view, eh, ako, because kasama nila ako doon. But the thing is, my audience do not belong to the most extreme Duterte supporters. Yung audience pa ni Moka. Kaya nga, di ba, you look at the number of followers. If I am an extremist, then I would have the same following as Moka. I never had the same following as Moka. Or even charges. You, you would see the graduation. Because if you really appeal so popular among the supporters, then you should, you should have a lot of following. Hindi naman umabot yung following ko sa following nila. Although my engagement were high because even the moderate anti-Duterte were reading me. That's the thing. If they would like to have a, a more nuanced view of things, they read me. They don't read Moka. They also read RJ. Everything that I'm saying na right now, I said it before. Even in interviews in mainstream media, eh, sino naman mag-interview sa akin na? The first one was Ed Lingao. He was the first one. And then, yun sa on TV, si um, Daniel Razon. Daniel Razon also asked me about the drug war of, of Duterte. And then, I, I also said the same thing right now. Then, the extremist Duterte supporters then were against me. I even have a, a nuanced view about the CPPNPA. You know, even about communism. Kaya nga ako, I was tagged as an MPA before. You know, all these things. I'm not distancing now. Maybe it looks like distancing now because you are hearing it as I'm explaining it right now. But I was explaining this already before. Categorically, you said it kanina na, mm-hmm. hindi ka kasi extremist. And it was a very good explanation na parang, oh nga no, at least, meron pa lang, there, there are lines to it. Parang you did delineate yourself. Pero again, parang ang hirap kasi makita yung lines na yun eh. It's so hard to draw it because now it's all so meshed together. But um, just wanted to ask lang din eh. Kasi sometimes, I understand din your purpose din of um, explaining those things, of bringing those facts to mind. Because tama nga naman, there was in fact a drug cartel that did in fact happen in Mexico. But then I kind of understand then why some people would find it or how that uh, post like that could be misleading. Like Because we're talking about this one thing and then it might be diverting attention to something else. And I'm sure, or I would like to think that that wasn't your point. Because that's exactly what you were saying. You were just telling people that this is the reality. Maybe this is what's happening. So that's, yeah, that, that's what you were... That's it. But it comes I mean, off as misleading. Why do you think that is? No? That's it. Go well, ahead, Sas. Well, I think maybe we interrogate those people who are saying why it is misleading. Because there's already a perception of reality. So, babalik uli ako about myself. If I say that I am a woman, even though I was born with a penis, 
yung ibang perception sa akin, anong sasabihin? It's the same thing. You know, because they already have a perception of who I am. Pero if, if we are going to be open, and then I would, I would explain myself to you, even though that you do believe that they are biological male and females, and that the standard of who you are as a man or a woman is your genitalia, but you're still open. And even though that you do have that foundational belief, you know, when, when you encounter a, a different perspective, then maybe you would say, okay, there are graduations of, of our perception of reality rather than saying na this person is misleading. So dwelling lang dito sa extremism and social media, parang yung social media incentives that rewards the most extreme and shocking opinions. So I guess the first short question is, don't you think that extremist den yung ibang mga posts na nasabi mo in the past? Um, for example, Lenny Robredo as the pink puta ng America. Isn't that extremist? And the number two, isn't it also extremist, quote-unquote, and also even more dangerous, this communication style of yours, to use your own term, to provide this legitimacy and justification to policies that really harm human lives, that have costed human lives from Kian de los Santos to the countless others involved in the drug war, to couch them in academic justifications and comparative studies. So, some would say that here is a way of minimizing the real human cost of these harmful policies. Well, I think we have to distinguish between policy and our thoughts about a particular policy. Now, is there a correspondence between our thoughts about a particular policy and the harm that the policy actually committed? I think we can say that naman wala. Ako, halimbawa, halimbawa, I'm gonna give an analogy. Halimbawa, a lot of people are justifying, and some of them are reasonable, about the United States dropping atomic bomb sa Japan. I find some of the reasons reasonable, but it doesn't mean that I agree with them. It doesn't mean that I'm enabling the genocide that the United States committed in Japan. But some people will not agree with me that it was a genocide for various reasons. And I think that's also the reason why it's easy why extremists, you know, of all kinds, have appeal. Because extremists tend to be emotionally driven, emotionally charged. So, you sinabi ko na si Lenny ay puta ng America. I have also said that before to other presidents of the Philippines. I said that to Pinoy. I said that at one time to Gloria. I participated in the anti-Iraq war protests in 2003. Even during Ramos, but I was too young during the time. But but these are the things that I have said. Like, for example, the Bayan Bloc calls every president tuta. And then the anti-Duterte is also called Duterte tuta ng China. I will just categorize them in terms of being gut-feeling statements. Indeed, you hate speech in your eyes. He didn't much hate speech, no? It's more like related sa nature ng Pinoy na Alaskador. Mahilig kasi yung mga Pilipino sa ganyan. I think it's part of our culture. Yung pagiging Alaskador natin, duwag ka pala eh. Ano ka pala eh? Urong pala, urong pala. Ang bayag mo eh. Ganyan, di ba? We love taunting people. You know, it, even even the gay culture, you know, taunting people is hobby. 
And can you imagine yung mga cultural influences ko? I grew up in downtown Manila. When this emotionally charged language is so common every day of my life, that is what I encountered. And then I'm part of the LGBT community where reading is fundamental. <laughs> so whether or not this is actually an expression of an extremist belief, I think I would be careful about it. It's only right to be careful about it naman. I mean, yeah, just you can say it, pero, but at the same time, it's hard kasi when it borders on an attack to someone, to a personality, parang I would rather that we'd have a discussion on, ito nga sinasabi mo, Sas, na sana policy na lang pinag-usapan. Ano yung mali dun sa policy? Ano yung mali dun sa implementation? But to attack a person, di ba? And, and I think, ano, we've seen a lot of that kasi nung elections, eh. Like, it did get out of hand. Like, I do hope that people now realize the power of words and what we say on social media and how it enables and reinvigorates other people to think and act and do the same, diba? Parang, ito na lang, example na lang, yung kay, yung kay, ano, former President Duterte. Like, of course, he would always say na, sinabi ko lang naman yan. And, totoo naman, sinabi lang naman niya yan. But it's, like you said, Sase, it's the interpretation eh. Na to some people, dahil sinabi mo yan, okay lang na gawin ko to. And it's not just him. It's everyone else. Na kaya nga, it gets out of hand eh. Parang may sabihin lang isang tao, tapos dahil pinaniniwalaan mo siya, all of a sudden, okay na kasi justified. And hindi dapat ganun, di ba? Hindi dapat tayo mapunta sa ganun. Yeah. So, babalik ko lang I, din I, sa... I, I, Sige, um, comment mo. And then, just wanted to bring it back lang din to what we're trying to do here ni Jonathan. Na how can we get to that point where we're not attacking personalities and where we're talking about policies? Because you have definitely tried to, you did definitely try to initiate that din naman to a certain extent in your posts on social media. I think we're asking to remake our society by thinking na that kind of society already existed in the past. It never existed in the past. People already attacked everyone in the past. Mas malalanga lang ngayon because you do have a platform and it's easier to find that person you would like to attack. Diba? Verbally assault. Ako, I never, I never went to people's wall. I respect and that. And do that. I never did that. They go to my wall and then I give them a verbal slapping. Kasi you, you are here, you know, and then magaganyan ka. And that's just part of my personality. The thing is, like, alimbawa kay Lenny, I can talk to Lenny if I would be given a chance. I would even say na, you know, I do agree with some of the policy pronouncements of Lenny. But it's because, you know, it just matches my political ideology in one way or another. I do agree that there are pronouncements of Duterte that were really problematic. And I actually criticized it. For example, yung sinabi niya na, if Hitler killed 3 million Jews, then ako din. But I have a different perception of why he said that. Some people interpreted it na, ay, gagawin niya yung, yung ginawa ni Hitler idol niya. Ako hindi. Kasi nga, he was being taunted. And I know kasi, the ugali of Duterte. Duterte kasi, once na you keep on taunting him, papatulan ka na lang niya. You know, that's, that's part of his personality as a leader. It might not get translated well, at that level, maybe 
kasi it, it requires a degree of familiarity with someone in order to understand those communication styles, diba? And a lot of people do not appreciate it. And I recognize it. I even criticize him. I told him na this is disrespectful towards, you know, the suffering of the Jewish people. Yeah, and then and true enough, Duterte actually went to the Jewish synagogue in Makati and apologized to them. Kaya nga ang ano eh, na I think the problem is, I think we haven't yet separated. Ang hirap kasing uh, i-translate ang ating personality sa social media and expect that people would be able to understand the nuances of what we're saying. Kasi we're reading it eh. You know, we're, we're reading it. Like, if I say something face-to-face with someone, you know, a lot of the non-verbal elements of communication, and andon, as a social media, wala. We just read most of the time and then interpret it according to our mood. Mas matinde, di ba? I experience it with even a lot of people na that's opposite ng political fans. Some of them, I talked to them, and then they told me, ayam pala ibig sabihin. Sabi ko, yeah, but I'm saying the same thing. Iba lang yung dumadating sa'yo when you're reading it. And I think that's the problem. I don't know how you're, we're going to resolve this. I think, kaya nga mas magandang mas more ng ganito eh. Nang more na people are talking with each other ng ganito. Yeah. Anong responsibility natin sa pag-police ng most extreme positions? Should we be calling them out in that BuzzFeed article? Um, you didn't refute na you were indeed in a chat group with so-called more extreme people in your camp. So should we cancel them? Should we call them out? Just also to draw some comparisons, diba? Yung camp din naman ng mga kakamping, may mga extreme position din dito. Diba? Parang may ibang grupo dito have are continuing electoral fraud allegations and electoral fraud misinformation na that the same fact-checkers are actually calling misinfo. But some of the most visible influencers here are still peddling this perspective. So, and mahirap silang i-call out dahil Tama ka, aatakihin ka nila. And kahit sila, VP Robredo, are also, in a way, seeing the importance of these people as amplifying and making viral their own campaign. So they don't want to antagonize the most extreme people. So may ganun din sa kabila. So mahirap mag-police ng most extreme views dahil ito yung nare-reward ng virality on social media. So anong dapat responsibility natin and responsibility mo? Well, I do not amplify extremist views. I only offer my view. Now, whether it's the extreme position of something or not, I do not necessarily agree with that characterization. So, regarding the chat group, yeah, we had a chat group, but that chat group is not about planning something. May ganun kasing perception na top-down, state-organized, na bayad kayong tatlo, tapos kinakaskade nyo yung information, di ba? Yun yung studies ng Rappler and ng BuzzFeed. Ganun yung characterization. Hindi ganun yung characterization ng study namin sa disinformation architectures, if you read that. But just for the record, we wanted to clarify that. Walang ganong kaganapan. No one is cascading any information from from one or another. Nag-uusap lang kami noon. You know, especially, yeah, we had a chat group and then we talk about things, but most of the things we talk about are not even related to politics. 
Nag-agree ba kayo na may hashtag tayo na ipapatrend natin? Dahil sa mga PR-related uh, disinfo campaigns, ganun yung na-observe namin dun sa aming study, di ba? Na they come together and parang oh, sabay-sabay natin ipatrend ito and these are the mega-influencers and the micro-influencers that will cooperate to do this kind of attention-hacking enterprise. May ganun din ba kayong nagawa? kami, nag-agree kami kung anong hashtag ipapakalat. Wala. Kasi ako kung magpapakalat ako ng hashtag, I would just write it on my page. And then encourage my followers to, wala, ginamit ko lang yung hashtag. But it's not something that someone told me to do. You know? And I do agree, may mga ganun na nagpapakalat ng hashtag. Pero I don't use Twitter, ha? I don't have a Twitter account. But siguro, just to close out this discussion around extremism, social media, um, I guess my question is, um, tama ba yung ginagawa natin ngayon to try to rebuild spaces in the middle, to have conversations like this? So, as mentioned, this is an experiment na we recognize na I would disagree with you in your saying na we've always been divided. I think the level of divisiveness now is so much more stark. I don't think I recall, you know, as strong a time when people really identify themselves as part of a political camp. So for me, yung strength of identifying when it comes to that political camp and expecting people to believe wholesale in, you know, in those positions, I think it's so much more intense now. So tama nga ba yung ginagawa natin ngayon to, you know, to have these open conversations? Because you also kind of say na culturally, ganito naman tayo. So may kind of acceptance na this is how it's always been. Talaga, I believe that we'll always, we have been this way. That's why EDSA happened. EDSA to happen. You know, I live in Menjola. I, I see rallies almost every day of my life. And they identify with a particular politician or whatever. Mas ano nga lang. Ngayon kasi, we don't, we don't see it. May kanya-kanya ng media channels. May kanya-kanya ng information ecosystem bawat side. And kaya ang hirap na to agree on shared values or, or positions since parang may kanya-kanya na tayong expert, academic, parang, and we only choose to listen to the people we tend to agree with and affirm our values. But it has also happened before. You know, the, the experts that traditional media were, in, were inviting then are the experts that most probably reflect, you know, the policy agenda of the network. Diba? Na ang, ang issue nga nun, puro, these are all about liberal views of the world. There was a time na the media was very conservative. So they only invite the conservative views. I grew up only watching so-called experts who are saying things about transsexualism. Na iba. And now it's different. And it's leaning now to the other extreme. And now the conservative group are saying that this is very too left or too against their religious belief. I think that's going on before. The only thing right now is that we are so immersed. Uh, social media has become part of our life na we think that this reflects the entire reality of our society. I agree with you on that point. I disagree on the other points. Because mm-hmm. when I met the campings, we don't do the same bardagulan when we, when we are in person. So which one is reality? The one on social media or the one outside virtual reality? 
Yeah, tama naman din. It, it's not like that. And to the traditional media, I, I think there's a lot of it. A lot of it is also just influenced by the times. Eh? Yeah, back then it was conservative or it seemed conservative because there weren't a lot of voices saying otherwise. But I feel like if there had been, they would have been invited and they would have been given this space. But more to John's point then, and also to what Sass is saying, Again, ito yun, ito yun reflection mo sa asin. Parang online nagbabardugulan tayo, pero okay pala tayo magkasama. Like, nagkakarinigan pala tayo, nagkakapag-usap tayo. Pero bakit ngayon, um, I think tama rin yung sinasabi ni Jonathan na iba yung mga kinoconsume natin eh, di ba? May concert lang itong isang artista, pero tatapatan siya ng isang influencer. So, ang tanong ay, kanino ka nanonood, di ba? Parang sa reality ng isa, dun siya sa pinapanood niya yung ano, online influencer. Tapos dun sa isa, nandun siya mismo dun sa concert ng artistang yun. Siguro yung divide na lang, nadala na lang din natin sa totoong buhay. Pero hindi naman dapat ganun. And that's what we're trying to oh, get at. I think ang nangyari siguro with social media is that na-erode na yung the benefits of unfamiliarity. Kasi familiarity breeds contempt, di ba? So, we, we think that we're so familiar with the person because of the what we're reading on social media. And then, lumataas yung contempt natin dun sa person, even though that we haven't met the person. In that sense, John, I do agree with you. That contempt, it gets amplified by social media compared before. Kahit naman nun, you know, there are um, ways, there are mediums na ini-increase yung content. Like, for example, I grew up with the song Georgia. Georgia was a song about trans people. And, and I was being called Georgia all the time. You know, nako manluloko yan. It's not even social media. It's a song played on radio over and over and over again. And that is something that ordinary people associate with me. So, ang nangyari lang ngayon siguro, the intensity of that kind of influence became more pronounced. Kasi when we meet people, we don't have an immediate judgment on them. Diba? We get to know them. Diba? <laughs> we try to establish rapport. Pakita natin, magkaiba pala tayo ng paniniwala. Pero okay lang. Kasi we already established rapport. Sa social media kasi, wala nang rapport making. <laughs> Kaya mga sabi ko, paano mo to gagawin? Parang tayo, diba? We came from a different background or whatever. We might think that we are so different. Pero bakit tayo nag-uusap ngayon nang hindi tayo nagwabardugulan? Kasi we established rapport. And this is something that we cannot do on social media at all. So, um, I, I follow you, obviously, to monitor your posts. Um, yeah, as a disinformation and influence operations researcher, I monitor the mega-influencers. Ang tawag sa inyo ng other outlets is bloggers, di ba? I think our research would categorize you in more formal terms as a knowledge influencer. So you're able to elaborate on specific policies of Duterte and until very recently, Marcos. And one of the consistent talk points that I think is not present in mainstream media and, you know, um, mainstream pundits that I appreciate that you elaborate on is when you call out 
anti-China sentiments and you try to de-escalate anti-China um, sentiments and diba, parang there's a lot of very hawkish positions that are very uncritical pro-US and you call out the double standards that we have when it comes to U.S. foreign policy and how they tend to also perpetuate different standards for their allies vis-a-vis their rivals like China and Russia. So um, in light of your recent position against EDCA and the increase of U.S. military presence in the region, this is one of the interesting developments in your trajectory as a knowledge influencer. Na ngayon, tinotroll ka na rin ng mga Marcos supporter based on this new position. So, I guess a quick question here is, ano yung klase ng trolling from Marcos camps? How do you compare that from trolling from Kakampinks? You know what? Hindi siya iba. Even the trolling that I had with the extreme Duterte supporters when I spoke against several policies of the Duterte administration. Or not even being against, ha? Kahit lang nag, nag, nag one degree or three degrees lower lang ako. It's the same thing, you know? Uh, I was reading your report. Sabi nyo yung, yung mobilization of homophobia and transphobia, etc. I think this is what LGBT kakampings and I would agree on. Na it has become a tool. Homophobic, transphobic, um, assault have become a tool against LGBT bloggers, diba? in all political spectrum. Jesus Falsis uh, experienced that. Even Melai experienced that. Uh, a lot of them uh, experienced that. Ako naman kasi... Yun pa rin ang go-to attack sa'yo. Yes, yes. Kasi ano yan eh. I think it's a political tactic. You know what? Uh, one of the conservative uh, movements, I have a friend from conservative movement. You know, he's more moderate conservative. And then he told me, sinabihan daw siya ng mga mas extremist na, ano, i-expose na natin si Sasot. Sabi, ano i-expose? Na trans Revelation. Sabi niya, huh? Sabi niya, eh, eh, ano naman, eh, ano naman talaga siya? Eh, wala, hindi naman niya dinidinay. So, like, for example, it's the same flavor. Especially yung, ano, yung pag-deny ng credentials. Na, I self-proclaim lang yan. So, it, it's it's something that kept repeating over and over again by different camps whenever I disagree. Ang hindi lang ako, just to be fair, I never experienced that with the Makabayan block. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Okay. Kasi I had I had argued with them before ha in policy lines even about the communist talks or whatever just to be fair with the Makabayan bloc. Okay, that's good to hear. So focusing on China is anti-China sentiment in the Philippines at an all-time high. Um do you think Filipinos are racist toward Chinese people? Can they even distinguish between the Chinese government and Chinese people? I think you know what that's why I have a very um, strong feeling about countering anti-Chinese sentiment. Because in our history, we have been, quote-unquote, native Filipinos. They have been used by foreign powers against the Chinese. And that's why we even committed genocide in participation with the Spaniards. It's part of the history of the Chinese here. The anti-Chinese sentiment, this is even before South China Sea. It has a long history. It can be easily manipulated. And it's important to call it out in the context of COVID as well. There were mga confessionals about Chinese people that were borderline racist or outright racist. Kaya it's a very difficult thing. Ako, kung gusto ko lang kumita talaga ng pera, nag-pro-US ako eh. Ano <laughs> yun? Kung, kung gusto ko lang talaga kumita ng pera, that's the, that's the easiest and fastest way to do that. You know, you present yourself as whatever. Pero yun na nga, it's, it's very, very difficult. There is a strong anti-Russophobia. Even Jew, you know, you know anti-Jewish sentiment. Even before Hitler, there was a long, long history of anti, uh, anti-Semitic sentiments in Europe. Ako nung nagpunta ko ng Europe, anti-Muslim sentiment naman. You know, kaya nga nakikita, nakikita ko na it's so hard to say something na would not picture a certain ethnic group as evil if the population itself already has this you know, long history of perceiving that ethnic group in those terms. Mahirap. Even in Europe, like for example, those people who are giving a more nuanced understanding of Islam, ano kagaya sa kanila? Oh, you are you are pro-terrorism. Ano <laughs> You're pro-pro-ISIS. You know. Um, is your moral indignation here um about the escalating conflict? Parang is that your biggest fear? Parang that motivates you? Yeah, to even come out and call out, uh, speak out against Marcos's foreign policy position. Is it about to de-escalate? potential war in conflict? Well, ako naman, na may anti-ed kabiu is not something new. It is something that I have always held. You know, sabi ko nga, I have an, a very, very strong anti-colonial roots. Matagal na yan. Like, even, even when I was in high school. You know, um, and, and I think some people have a very different understanding of our history as a nation. And the role of the United States in our country, or even even our relationship with China throughout our history. My concern about the conflict is that we might not be able to see that there is a better way of going through it. Ako yan ang nakikita ko talaga na mas extremist. Yan talagang yan talagang extremism na talagang ang hirap counter. Because even during the third time, not everyone is with me even among the 30 supporters. Kaya nga, I have just braved through it. All my ano, social media life, it's very difficult to ano, um, disentangle. And I might be pessimistic already that it could be 
undone in our lifetime. So that's one of my entry point in my public engagement in relation to that issue. Is that a deal breaker for you in terms of you know supporting Bongbong Marcos? Yes. I only have dalawa lang ang hard ko talaga na deal breakers. Yung foreign policy and then the other one is LGBT Between the two, higher ang foreign policy para sa akin. Kasi that, for me, I don't know, this is something that got intensified sa akin in my identity as Filipino when I was already living in Europe. And maybe it's because also as well of the academic tradition in Europe during my time that they are interrogating the colonial period, the colonial policies of their countries. And imagine I was living in the Netherlands when the king of the Netherlands apologized to Indonesia. So I think mas encompassing sa akin yung Filipino identity ko kaysa sa ano, trans identity. That's so interesting. Um, you recently guested a Russian ambassador, Marat Pavlov, on statecraft. Um, and when I watch her episode, I'm trying to listen to your conversation. You sounded less indignant about conflict in Russia and Ukraine and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And even you even cited yung um, rise of Nazi groups in Ukraine as one story, even though that story has been called out as misinfo by other news outlets like the New York Times and other Ukraine experts. So is the escalating conflict in that context different from the escalating conflict in the Philippines context? Like, how do you reconcile itong positions mo? You say that you're anti-colonial, you say that you're worried about um, the potential of escalating conflict, but in that interview, you didn't sound as indignant. Indignant of Russian invasion. Of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think there is a huge difference between American colonization of the Philippines and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has a very strong security component there. You know, the, the expansion of NATO. We never had that in our country. Our country was literally stolen by the United States. They never won. You know, the, the United States never won against Spain in the Philippines. The Filipinos won against Spain. That's the truth of it. There's a huge difference between that and what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Now, regarding the Nazism, I was living in Europe for 12 years and we know that Ukraine was like the center of neo-Nazism in Europe. So I, I don't need to refer to, to Ukraine expert because that's really like, it is the center of neo-Nazism in Europe. And the BBC had a documentary about that even before Russia invaded Ukraine. Kaya nga, you know, it, it's a very delicate situation. Very, very different. I think I am not as indignant of what happened there. Katulad din siguro nung nag-iisang dissenter sa war tribunal against Japan. The only dissenter, the judge from India, Judge Pal, he recognizes that the Japanese had committed atrocities. And I do recognize that the Russians committed atrocities in Ukraine. That is something that we cannot deny. There are atrocities. But the thing is, I'm a historian. It's not as simple as someone is living in peace and immediately you invade them. 
And that's how I see American occupation of the Philippines. They have no business in the Philippines. They just wanted the Philippines. We don't have territorial disputes with them. We are far from being used as a security pawn against the United States and lay-lay ng United States Filipinas. So that's how they are different. And that explains why they affect me differently in terms of emotion. Yeah, I would disagree with your position on Russia and Ukraine. So I guess um, a final question of what do you think about this experiment of the past two hours of trying to bring down the temperature and trying to have a conversation in the middle? What do you think did we achieve? What could we have done better? Okay naman. I don't think that any one of us here joined this conversation in order to convert each other. <laughs> Hindi po siya conversion therapy. <laughs> I agree with you na when we have conversations across differences, hindi dapat objective yung i-convert sila na i-reprogram sila and yun yung objective at the end of two hours. But it is a long-term process of learning from other people, comparing different perspectives, and piecing together a very complex puzzle and finding solutions we can agree on while still holding na, okay, on some parts, we were happy to disagree. But on this set of issues, I affirm your position and I would like to work with you to get to a better solution. And that was our conversation with Sas Sasot. Again, I'm Kat Ventura. I'm Jonathan Ong. This episode was edited by Joe Salcedo. Follow Catch Me If You Can by Puma Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We also just wanted to say thank you for listening and supporting our show. Catch Me If You Can is a finalist at this year's Society of Publishers in Asia Award for Excellence in Audio Reporting. This is for our episode from Season 1 entitled Meet the Top Trolls. Our podcast would not have made it this far without your support. So, maraming salamat po. And again, you can always reach us at catchme at pumapodcast.com or through our Puma Podcast Instagram page at Puma underscore podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts.